Hi, this is Mark. You're about to listen to my show. For the first time, maybe the second, either way, it's a pre-record, so you can't call in. Don't get tempted. I know it's exciting, but you can call in live every Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, right here at 12radio.com. Enjoy the show. You're listening to The Mark Husson Show. Expect something wonderful. Well, hello, everybody. It has been a hundred years. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is Mark, and I'm back. I missed you from last week. I was telling Christy, it seems like a hundred years when I don't get to talk to you guys. Just a week. Isn't that crazy? Time is just a weird thing. If you're new to the show, come join us. It's kind of easy. If you want to be a part of the chat room, just go over to 12radio.com after you hit listen now, and you'll hit the chat button on the left-hand side. It's just a link, and it'll take you over to the Facebook page uh, at 12radio. It's a gr- it's a private group, and we try to keep it safe for you in there. And, you know, I don't want you to post anything personal. Just come enjoy. And also, if you can't, you can just listen live and enjoy the show either way. I do have a mailing list. Those of you that are on the mailing list, the the Mark Husson show got the chart in the mail and Christy took that chart and put it right in the middle of that Facebook page in case you aren't on that because we want to talk a little bit about that stuff today on this beautiful what is today it's a Capricorn moon now it moved into Capricorn while we were sleeping most of us at 3.03 a.m. Pacific time conference locked and that means you can't call in anymore. So if you missed your chance to call in, don't worry. Just sit back and enjoy the show. You're right. We can't get everybody anyway, but we will try to talk to as many as we can once we get through some of this wonderful stuff that's going on. I missed talking to you about the eclipse last week um, and the entrance of Scorpio uh, as we sort of like dive beneath the surface. I did write a little bit about it and some of you got it and I'm so glad because I like to be mischievous sometimes, as as you guys know. I wanted special thanks to Nancy Johansson for her shout out. She's so sweet and she's so good and and you she's such an example of the kind of support we have at one two listen.com and the one two family and one two radio where you know they're dedicated to supporting you. And you know, that just means the world to me. And I love the talent. It's just nonstop. It's everywhere and it blooms. And I'm making it my life purpose to get this talent out there into the world, whatever it takes. So if you're, if today at noon, we're going to have a sale at one, two, listen.com, uh, noon Pacific time. Think about going over there and giving it a try. If you haven't, um, we do have, uh, some surprises for you coming up that I'm not going to announce yet, but I will soon, um, them to make your, your calling into one, two, listen a little easier. Now back to 1-2 Radio and back to astrology. This is a Capricorn moon. We have a lot that has happened this week since the entrance of the eclipse, which was in Scorpio. Now, you remember that every eclipse has something to do with either a full or a new moon. This particular eclipse that happened on the 23rd was a new moon. And the new moon is when the moon covers the sun, so we just see dark. But it happens during the day sometimes, so sometimes we see the, the sun actually blacking out a little bit. It's one of those that you're not supposed to look at, and there's our tricks to do that. But the idea is the sun is casting um, the mo- a shadow for the moon. The moon is casting a shadow on the earth because the moon gets right in front of the sun. And in an eclipse, it's when that shadow, the, depending the exactness of that shadow, is how much of an eclipse, whether it's a total eclipse or a partial eclipse. Now, it was in Scorpio, and... Um, it was also, that means it's the first day of Scorpio because the sun had just entered zero degrees of Scorpio when the moon met it there at zero degrees Scorpio. So we've been imbued like like weather. You know, like I think of those changing signs like the weather. It, it's snowing out. We're all experiencing the snow. Some of us are really liking it. <laughs> <laughs> some of us just aren't and that's like what the signs are about that's kind of what astrology is about you we're entering scorpio if you have a kind of chart that enjoys scorpion energy enjoys going deeper below the surface of things aren't is aren't afraid of like raw words or, or the raw truth that's scorpio if you are someone offended by that you are not going to enjoy that 
time so much because your psyche and the people around you's psyches are going deeper. They're going below the surface. They want to be honest. They want to be real. They want to discover the truth, the motive of every Scorpio. And whether your sun, your moon, your rising, or wherever Pluto is next to a personal planet in your chart or whatever house is ruled by Scorpio experiences the desire to go below the surface of life, go below the surface of everything to see what the hidden fears are. Isn't it amazingly cool that Halloween lands in the Scorpio season? Oh, it's so cool to me because we're going deep. We're going into the dark. Like, think about it. It's fixed water. It's the sign after Libra. So Libra brings in autumn. It's the entrance. It's the cardinal sign. All the cardinal signs bring us the season. They hand it to us. Here you go. Libra says, here's autumn. And, and it's, and it's that fair weather. Notice that, you know, Libra's things are fair, fairness, balance. It's where we have those beautiful summer days. It's, it's Indian summer starts coming in. I think they call it. Um, and it, and it starts the, the death process <laughs> with a smile on its face, right? Out of Libra. And then. 30 days later, we enter Scorpio. We start going below the surface of things. We can't, we don't any longer need to keep it pretty. We want to understand. Scorpio now is a fixed sign. Libra's cardinal, meaning it's aggressive, it's assertive, it has action. Scorpio is one of those that are immovable, like Taurus, Aquarius, Leo, fixed, doesn't move. And it's stay, and, it, and it's water. So where in the world do you find water that doesn't move? Well, there's a few places. A pond, certainly, on a non-breezy day. Or how about five million leagues under the sea? <laughs> it's, it's my scariest place, honest. That's the place that I like. I am so drawn to movies about that where that dark thing comes up from the, ah, and you're running. You know, Jaws kind of did it for me. It was great. I mean, because it, it's silly in some places and got boring and long. But the moments where, you know, you're just seeing, you're just, you're hearing the doo-doo, from the depths below and a pair of feet hanging in the water. Oh my God, that was great. Well, lurking in that dark recess of unmoving water, of course, water always moves, but the, that's sort of the symbol of where Scorpios live. Your Scorpio friends, whether they act like it or not, because we're not, we don't care about the, the, the mode somebody's in okay i say we don't care about the mode we care about the motive what is the purpose so you'll see a lot of chatterbox scorpions right blah, 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 i'm not like your typical scorpio but all they're doing is covering up and deflecting and taking control of you not looking in deeper because scorpios don't want you looking in they don't want you knocking on you know scorpio when somebody goes when i go what's your sign and somebody goes what sign do you think i am usually it's a scorpion asking that question. They need to know how much you know. They, they don't want to give their secrets away. Now, they want all your secrets, and they get them, too. They're so good at it. That's why Scorpios are the therapists. They're the psychotherapists. They're not afraid of what's in your mind. They've already been to the worst of their mind. They know what bad is. So when they're talking to you, they're like, whatever. Give it to me. Who'd you murder? You know, <laughs> Scorpios are, are unafraid. I, I was a... Um, a routine uh, doctor's appointment, and the, and she's a Scorpio. And she said, one time I was saying something about, like, I didn't want to do this. I was just talking about life. And she said, suck it up and do it. <laughs> that just reminds me. Scorpios don't care for excuses. And that's, even though that sounds very Aries-like, it's really very Scorpio to say, you know what? If you're afraid, you got to face that fear and go into it. You can't just... We run around it. You got to go after it. That's why Scorpios, you might say Scorpios are fearless. They wouldn't say that. They'd say, no, they're scared to death. But the difference is some of us, when we get afraid, we run the other direction. Scorpios go after it. They have to look. That's why if you ask a true Scorpion, like about funerals, and, and I know this is true because I, I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart myself, but I've talked to a lot of Scorpios. We've all buried people we love in our mind over a million times. Just oh, been to the funeral, cried, buried ourselves, wondered who's coming. <laughs> but you look sometimes at that darker part, and sometimes that helps you set your mind to ease. So if, you, if you don't have that in you, if you don't have a lot of Scorpio understanding, you're going to think your Scorpio is just brooding. 
you know, just brooding, just sitting in the back, like looking for morbid things to be. They're not. They're actually looking how to be unafraid by facing fear. That's what Scorpios do. That's why they're always wondering. That's why they always look below the surface. And that's why many times a Scorpio can't stand somebody doing small talk. Like, isn't that a beautiful day? And I'm thinking, I wonder what you mean by that. Now, why would you want my mind on the weather when there are so many things happening here in the moment? Right? I know you've done it. Now, if you have Scorpio in your chart, and that's why I sent this chart out, because I want to talk to you about that, how to find those things out. The chart that I sent out is simply, when I talk a lot about rulerships, and we talk a lot about, is your sun sign in this sign, or is Mars in this sign? Well, I want us to help understand a little bit about how that began. Like, like you might hear the rulers, okay, every sign has a ruler. Now, I want you to stay with me on this. Every sign... Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, etc. Every sign has a planet that is associated with it. We call it the ruler. Okay? A planet associated with it. So think about this. There are 12 things in astrology, right? 12 houses, 12 signs, 10 planets. What? What happened when we get 10? Oh, because you have to share until they, some more get discovered. We have to share. But here's, here's the thing. Each one of those planets is assigned to a sign, giving us a secret key into the nature of that planet. If you understand the nature of the sign, then you will understand its ruler. And I'm going to give you an example. We say Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, because it brings in spring, the warrior sign, the sign that bursts that little seed right through the, the 20,000 pounds of soil pressure. Bursting that little sprout right through the sea. That's Aries power. And we talk about Aries as the warriors of the zodiac, the young warriors, whether they're male or female, you come in with a fighting spirit. You need a challenge. You have to be aggressive. You have to feel assertive. You have to feel your power. And you never apologize to an Aries. Don't ever. I'm sorry. I hate spreading rules like that, but you cannot suck up. You can say, I'm sorry, but you leave it really quick. Sorry. Because if you suck up, the warrior has to smash you. Don't give your hand away. Now, the ruler, the planet that rules Aries is Mars. Guess what Mars is all about? How we assert ourselves, how we become aggressive, how we fight, how we do our warrior, how we seduce. So Mars has these little characteristics of Aries. Okay? And so when you think Aries and Mars, Mars is the masculine principle. It looks like the male symbol, right? The circle with the arrow. It's, it's like everything to do with the, our masculine sense, our, our aggression. Well, wherever you have that Mars in your chart is how you express that sign. So the, the, the Mars is telling us how we use, Mars is the tool telling us how we use the energy of Aries. How we use the Aries, what if your Mars is in Cancer? How you take the Cancer sign and, and express aggressively the sign of Cancer. How you express your passion. How you express anger. So Mars tells us how we express anger. Similar, similar to the sign of Aries. Mars rules Aries. So when Mars is in Aries, when you those those of you that have Mars in the sign of Aries in your chart, you are you guys need to work out. You all need to go on that treadmill. You need to go to the gym. You need to work that energy out because we're tired of taking it from you. <laughs> Just teasing a little bit, but you have a lot of energy. And when that Mars, that same Mars, you let's say you were born with it in Taurus, what gets you excited? What you go after is your comfort. Those are the people that will fight for a sale. Those are the people that will fight for a good meal. Those are the people you never share your plate when you have Mars and Taurus. <laughs> when you have Mars and Gemini, you 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 like you, you multitask. You can do so many different things. You're interested in so many things. You have to slow yourself down. It's almost like you're eight. You're um, what is that? Um, manic, bipolar. Okay, nothing. You are. So Mars tells us where you take aggression, where you take action, how you express your temper. How do you express your temper? What's going to piss you off? Mars and Cancer, injustice to children is going to piss you off. Okay, you get an example? Now, not for everybody. Some people have Mars and Cancer go, I don't care if children are hurt. I just care that my home's not taken from me. Okay, see? All the themes of Cancer. 
is telling us what makes you angry. Mars rules Aries. Now, on the chart I sent you, I show, I want you to understand the chart I sent you shows the moon at the bottom, moon and sun kind of at the bottom. And then it goes up, down, straight up. It goes Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Now, when this was set up, we didn't have the outer planets yet, Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune. But we'll get there. So I want you to take a minute. And I want you to picture the sun and the moon. Those are the luminaries. Those are the things that have to do with light. And now, okay, so we handled those, sun and moon. We're going to give the sun Leo and the moon Cancer. Okay, Leo's the heart, the sun, the pride, the ego, the sun, what we project. Okay, that's, it just rules Leo. Okay, so Leo's naturally ruled the sun. The moon, the emotion, the moodiness, the lun lunaticness, <laughs> the nurturer, that's ruler of cancer. The moon rules cancer. Now, let's rulerships. We're just talking about basic rulerships because when you say, well, my moon's in, in Gemini, what's that mean? It means that you take all that nurturing characteristics and says, how do I nurture? I nurture through communication. I nurture and feel my needs are met when I can talk to you about it. So the moon, but how do I remember that? Well, by remembering the moon is the ruler of cancer, the emotional sign, the mothering sign, Okay. The next planet out from the sun, now I, want to, I drew a circle. This whole thing, this chart is very, very simple, but very, very detailed at the same time. If you look that I put the sun and moon, I, I set Aries at the nine o'clock position, like a normal chart, like a rising sign is nine o'clock Aries. It looks like a little sprout. And you go counterclockwise, you'll see the sign of Taurus at the um, eight o'clock position. And Gemini at the 7 o'clock position and Cancer at the uh, 6 o'clock position. And you're going counterclockwise, right? And that's the order of the Zodiac. Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo. Well, I assign the moon and the sun to Leo and Cancer. Get those out of the way. The next planet out from the sun is Mercury. So I simply drew a line to the next sign next to Cancer. And if you look at this chart, you can see me doing it. From Mercury, I drew a line to Gemini and I drew a line to Virgo. Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. And you're like, why? How does that relate? Well, Mercury is how you think, okay? How you orient your reality, how you talk. Gemini is all about talking and understanding, not just talking. Like everybody in a bad rap on Gemini, they just like to talk. Gemini's want to understand, they want the exchange, okay? It's an air sign. So it's all about the mind, it's all about the communication, it's all about the getting it. And where your Mercury is, it's all about how you get it, what you get. How do you understand the world? If you have Mercury in Capricorn, you definitely don't like small talk. You like purposeful talk. And if your Mercury's in Capricorn, you're not going to talk a lot. If your Mercury's in Pisces, you're, you might like learn things like you don't even know how you learned them. It's, you know how quirky Pisces are? <laughs> I'm going to get letters, right? Pisces, you're quirky. Well, when your Mercury and how you think is in Pisces, you're a quirky learner. You can like sleep on a book and get it. Like Einstein, right? Pisces. Okay, so Virgo, the other ruler of Mercury, is the Earth sign. So it, instead of being with air and about how you understand another person, Mercury shows up with Virgo as how you detail the world, how you organize the world, how you put your world together. Virgos like to synthesize information. They like to understand it like by ordering it. Okay, so Virgos like to get in order to things. Yes, there are very messy Virgos. Make no mistake about it. But their order is in their head. It's, it's there. It exists. So I'm just trying to get you to understand that when you think of Mercury, the ruler, Gemini and Virgo, that's the ruler. When you bring it to your chart to see what sign it's in, because we take that, it's just the basic, like that's, the symbol or the ruler of those two signs. We bring it to your chart when you took your first breath to see where you orient your reality, how you orient your thinking, okay? And if you have Mercury in Leo, you probably think a lot about yourself and you probably like to talk about me, me, me. I have a, a, a family member who has uh, Mercury in Leo and they always talk in what we call the queen speak. Well, my mother... You know, when you're talking to your sibling about my mother, you're sort of like, what? Well, it's my mother too. But it's, it's sort of like you'll see a lot of Mercury and Leos do that. You also see 
uh, other signs do that, but the Mercury in Leo is the one that sort of like has a little bit of pride in their in their communication. Whereas a Mercury in Libra, you definitely, if you're going to a job interview and happen to see your boss's chart and the boss has, and the interviewer, the future boss has Mercury in Libra, you do not want to curse. Unlike if they had Mercury in Scorpio where it's just fine. Mercury in Aquarius, if you can hold a conversation with them and sort of track them, it's genius, but you might get lost along the way because they like to talk alternative speak, okay? It's like their own thing. Okay, if you look at the chart again, we see the moon at the very bottom of the middle chart, and then it goes up to Mercury, and we do a line to Gemini and Virgo. The next planet from Mercury, the closest one to Mercury, is Venus, and we draw a line to Taurus and Libra. And so Venus rules Taurus and Libra. And you see it, Taurus being the Earth version of Venus, which is their love of the physical world, okay, taming desire, how to, how to you know, what is a good restaurant, what's a great chair. I have, my little nephew has, um, is a Taurus rising, Venus in Taurus. And I will not buy a chair unless he sits in it because he finds the crazy. He's like, no, no, no neck supports. This is good for your back. I mean, he's good. He's good at it. Well, I'm just so not. I'm like, this looks good. <laughs> Libra, Venus and Libra, air sign again, how to connect with somebody mentally, how to charm them, how to use words to get them, you know, to get them all happy, you know, liking themselves and, and seducing them. It's a gift of both. Taurus and Libra is the gift of seduction. It's just how they do it is very different. Taurus is easily seduced through things. Libra easily through the, through the talk. Now, if wherever your Venus is now, you just take that charming sense. This is what charms you, what you, char- what you are charmed by. So if you have a Venus in, oh, what haven't I called on yet? Venus in Capricorn, you appreciate what you appreciate. You appreciate those people that are older, hardworking. Uh, that are more mature, you appreciate that energy. Venus in Aries appreciates the fighters. So if you're if you're talking to somebody and you're like, they're like, oh my gosh, um, you know, my my wife is so tough. Like I have a friend who has Venus in Aries. My wife is so tough and 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 so independent. And you look at the chart and you go, you love that. <laughs> you know, you just love it. And they do. They admit it. They do admit it. Okay, now. So wherever your Venus is, is what you appreciate, what you like. I have Venus in Gemini. And isn't it interesting? I have Venus in Gemini. And then, it, so it's like, I love the talk. I love to talk about it. Okay. Now take that placement and put it in the house of money from others. And I run a hotline on the phone. Is that crazy? How I make my living. <laughs> Communication. <laughs> and some books. <laughs> Communication. That's like a big deal. So that's how you learn. That's how you can understand. You want to understand what somebody likes, okay? So you're dating somebody. You look at their Venus. It's not the sign they like. Like, I do like Geminis. I have a, I have a fun time with Geminis because I understand them. But what? But that placement isn't enough for that. It has to be what that placement is. It tells us what we appreciate about the world. Because you can meet a Gemini who's a brooding, moody, and that doesn't work for me, okay? But even though I have Venus there, so you might have Venus in Cancer and you might love the Cancerian energy. You might love people who are nurturing and, and appreciate um, that you that when you are nurtured, okay? And that's how it works. You see what, what we appreciate, what we like. Um, a Venus in its own sign, when it happens to be in Taurus or in Libra, they just do that naturally. They're good at what they do. I knew a Libra and no, well, kind of knew a Libra. No, a Taurus with Libra rising, Venus in Taurus. I mean, like everything was Venus ruled. Oh, my God. They were like they could charm. I mean, it was like scary how they could charm people. I mean, they didn't charm me. Well, yeah, they did. I, I, I was a patron. and But they charmed the world. It was crazy amazing. So you get to watch that stuff. It's kind of fun. Venus and Sag loves to travel, loves to tell stories, loves people who are adventurous and talkative and spiritual. Okay? All right, so you're getting it. So now the next planet away from Venus is Mars. And we already talked about Mars ruling Aries. So you see the line going to Aries. But before before Pluto was discovered, Mars also ruled Scorpio. So a lot of the original rulerships, you'll hear Mars is very closely related to Scorpio. So is Aries closely related to Scorpio. So again, we talked about where your Mars is, is where you show aggression, 
where you show passion. That's why I said seduction. Mars is how we seduce because it used to rule Scorpio. And that energy is still in there. Now, your Jupiter is the next planet out from Mars. Jupiter once ruled Pisces before they discovered Neptune. And it still rules Sagittarius, which is why I like to reference Jupiter and where it is in your chart as whether how you have your religious experience. I call it a religious experience. What is your aha? What turned you on about life when you see something so good you get high on it? Okay. So you have you have Jupiter, let's say you have Jupiter in Gemini. What what just gets you? It's like a good communication, a good rallying of like minds, minds of Gemini, right? So you take the good part of that sign and you just amp it. I have Jupiter in Virgo. And I tell you, I struggle with that thing because I am a mess and I'm messy. Like I'm messy. I'm not dirty. But I, that's the thing. I might be messy, but I am not dirty. I That's what people go, let's have a potluck. And I'm like, I am not having a potluck with anybody whose kitchen I have not seen. I'm sorry. I've seen too many horror stories behind the scenes. People dropping stuff and going, they'll never know. It's like, I can't deal. So I, I'm crazy that way, but that's one thing. But that's the negative part maybe of Jupiter and Virgo. Maybe it's the positive part. I don't know. But the other part is when I see links coming together in service. That's why I bring my staff together. I love when my staff comes together and we're all for the purpose of serving the group. And we talk about it. And they do. They know. I talk to them about you being ideal. Don't Use people. Don't promote your own self-interest. You have to be for people. That's my Jupiter and Virgo. And when I know we're doing it, I'm high on it. And the last planet out, because I want to start talking to you guys, is Saturn. Saturn is the planet right before, after Jupiter. It is the ruler of Capricorn. But before we discovered Uranus, it was the ruler of Aquarius, which is ironic because Saturn is what breaks our rules. It's not what breaks our rules. Uranus is. But Saturn is what makes them, makes us stick to the boundaries. So wherever your Saturn is, you I call it the pre-wound wound. The Saturn tells us whatever sign it's in, where you've been, where it's gotten sensitive, where you're sensitive. If your Saturn's in Scorpio, you're sensitive about your sexuality. If your Saturn's in cancer, you're sensitive about being a parent. How many Saturn and cancer people said, I'm not your mother? <laughs> or who's your daddy, right? Okay, so Saturn and Aries people, they have to think before they express that anger, that before they leap and put themselves first. There's a wound there. There's a potential wound there. And Saturn is a great tell of how, how that person is stopping themselves. I hope that helps you. Right now we have Saturn... In the sky is in Scorpio. See, we know where all the we take those planets and they're in a particular sign right now. And Saturn is in Scorpio right now. And so all Scorpions are asking that question: what is my purpose? What am I doing? What are the boundaries? What is what is what do I want to do during this cycle? Very powerful time. Okay? Let's take some calls. Uh Christy, we have Shane up there. Shane? Hello. Hey, Shane. Hey, How are you? Take my call. Good. Thanks for calling in. You're a Sag and a Capricorn rising and an Aquarius moon. Did you know that? Uh, that's what my mother tells me. <laughs> she I does. That's good. What brings you to call in, Shane? What's going on? Um, Back in, in June, I uh, quit a very uh, good job that I had for the past 13 years. Yeah. Um, just because it, it got to be too life-consuming and I needed some changes. And then about three weeks ago, my wife and I decided to uh, get divorced after 23 years. Wow. And so I'm just kind of looking to see what's what's next. And what's You're wearing next. the big WTF, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, buddy, listen, let me talk to you about this. Now, you have Venus in Capricorn. And Pluto in the sky is in Capricorn at the exact same degree. So if you weren't challenging your relationships, I'd actually be worried about you. Because what happens during this cycle is you start wondering what it is you've wasted, not wasted, but what where your passion is and what is your truth and what kind of rules have you been following. Because your whole life, in my personal opinion, with the Capricorn rising, it is kind of like you carried an ideal 
and you've held the space for for other people. You're very psychic. You're very tuned in mentally. Whether or not you appreciate that about yourself or not is is kind of irrelevant. But there is a part of you that has that came in with a certain kind of like, how do I please people here? How do I do what's good for everybody? And when Pluto hits that Venus in our lives, we're forced to go to the truth of the question. What's the truth of my, like, did I do this because I was useful and I was seen as useful or or I was supposed to, or did I do this because this was true love? Either way, you reach a point where you want to do it different and you want to get to the truth of it. So right now you're doing some pure exploration and you're kind of having to face some things about yourself that may or may not be fun or easy for you. But the truth is, if you can remain an observer and look at your life through just like the part of you that's watching, like, wow, look what's going on. Like it was a movie. You will do so fine because what's about to emerge is a part of you that that used to have the brakes on is no longer putting the brakes on because what you're moving to is how to place yourself first without being hurt by it. How to actually say, this is what I want. This is what I love. This is who I am. This is what I've always believed in. And you're getting this help right now from Saturn, which is on your Mercury. Now, first thing that happens with Saturn and Mercury is you kind of ask, what's my purpose? What is the point? Because you have an Aquarius moon, you're going to start taking things up to their the, the mind part. You're going to think about things a lot. You're going to roll them in your head. And Saturn's sort of helping you right now bring a sort of like um, – it's, it's sort of like a truth detector test, a lie detector test to your life. Like what is it that I really believe in? What am I really walking on? Where is it that I want to put my attention? That's Saturn right now. That's going to be with you through the end of the year. And eventually – this purpose, this sense of who you are is going to emerge. It's going to be different, than, I think, than what you ever believed because you are a Sag. Inside of you is a desire to make a difference in the world, to bring us fire, to bring us inspiration, to bring us hope. And I think Saturn's going to show you the way to do that because up till now, I don't think you've known how to get there. I, don't, I think you've done it through the guidance of other people or listening to other people. But this is the first time for you, in my personal opinion, that you've e- ever considered doing it on your own with your own guidance and with your own sense of trust. And you, I'm telling you, next year, you're going to feel the fire and you're going to feel the support. And I think you're going to start taking true leaps of faith to get to this point. So you are leaving an old life behind and you are leaving some old values behind. But this guy that's coming forward, (laughs) he's being worked on. Saturn's kind of sort of assuring it. But once Saturn goes into Sag, and you're going to hear about that next year, you're going to see some absolute true change within yourself. And I think you're going to be guided to some true clarity. And I hope that helps you. Does it re- resonate? Oh, yes, it does. Yep. And and listen, Jupiter's, Jupiter's in Leo right now. It's going to be in Virgo uh, next year. And that's sort of like going to open you up to new learning, to new ideas. Because ju- we look to Jupiter for you because it's the ruler of your sun sign. And, and it's basically telling us, how you're doing in terms of um, – because it's your ruler. So if it's in Leo right now, you're kind of looking at yourself and, and you're sort of exploring, you know, how do I support myself? And I really want you to try to practice every once in a while checking in with you and see just how you're doing. Just check in. Just sort of private little Capricornian check-in. And then it goes into Virgo and it enters your ninth house. And I think you're going to look at learning, teaching, maybe travel, but there's going to be some new information that comes your way. And then once that happens, once it hits that Virgo placement, it's a four-year cycle for you that is not going to stop. So you're on the right path saying you just got to stay stable with it. Try not to analyze too much. I know that's like asking you not to breathe, but try not to analyze too much and and sort of let this open up because you're about to be surprised in a very big way. I hope that supports you. Mark, what what types of, of I mean, what is the types of I guess works that I should? What kind of yeah? I mean, what kind of career? What are you? What kind of purposes in life? I mean, because I'm yeah. I mean, I'm very open to anything. I believe so. it. Well, you love you. You have an idealism that you want to bring to the world. Your son's in the ninth house, so you really do have. I mean, in the eleventh, you have ideals that you believe in, th- true faith things that you believe in. And again, you're very tuned into the trend of the global trend. So I think that you have a way of bringing the the 
what what is really useful to the world into practical form and because it's so based on gosh you really do think outside the box i mean you you're, you're tr- like let me just say it this way you're a true wizard at at the culture at the at what the culture wants that to me is your gift is bringing to the culture something ahead of its time something that they've wanted so you make things very practical i don't know what you've done in the past but i can tell you your ability to bring things in and make them practical and pragmatic for everyday use is amazing and maybe you'll do that in a in a spiritual way your version of spirituality something that uplifts people and brings them together but you're kind of a uniter you bring ideals together for people by reading what it is and it varies because you're picking it up psychically you're energetically just reading what the trends are you're like a trend guy does that kind of make sense yeah it makes sense yeah it does and so if you trust that, rather than being told what, what is going to work for you, I think if you trust that it comes to you, that's, the, I guess, the answer that I think you need. Let it come. It'll boil up on its own. You don't have control over that part of you. Let it come from inside. It will, and it never has let you down. If you look at your trends of light, your own trend, you'll see it hasn't let you down. You can always trust that and follow it. You're getting incredible support to bring that into a form. Let the form emerge. Try not to push it. Capricorn wants to do, 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 and you're so afraid you're rising that you're so afraid you're not going to know what to do. That is handled for you. Don't worry about that. So Saturn's coming in to sort of help slow you down a little bit and ground that in, and it really will come. Shane, there's nothing you have to do. That part is just stay your course. You can tell you've done so much work. Just let the rest sort of boil up from you from a place you didn't expect it. And that's the best I can give you, but I hope that helps you. I really do. It does. I'm supp- I'm I'm excited for your course, buddy. I really am, I, and I hope you'll you'll keep us posted. But man, I'm excited for you because it's a good. You're you're. It's all the the perfect storm is brewing for your life to kind of get that point, and you're gonna get it. Don't worry if you can help it. Okay. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Congratulations on your changes. It's amazing. Um. Okay, Thanks. we're gonna talk to you. Bet Shane. Thank you, buddy. Let's talk to Nicole. Hey, Nicole. How are you, fire child? <laughs> I am good. I am, like, tickled pink to even get through. <laughs> I just found you today. I mean, I've kind of followed a little bit, but I'm just thrilled to get through and learn um, the craziness that is me as an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> and the Aries with a Leo rising. It's so adorable. But you do have that little cancer moon, so I love it. But your chart is filled with some of that sparkly magic. It's like got a, a little bit piece of everything. I think we don't have any earth in your chart or very little. So it's fun for you to fly. We won't pull you down too far. What brings you to call in? Well, about six months ago, um, me and my husband – embarked on kind of a health overhaul, um, <laughs> which at the time was, was kind of rooted in just getting, changing the way that we, we ate and lived. But from that, um, it's kind of uncovered a bunch of other things. I mean, there was definitely the combination of, of food and, and numbing and, and all those different things. So here we are six months later, we've had amazing weight loss. We feel good about ourselves, but we're still battling some of those old patterns. Yeah. And because we've made a change, we realize that change is applicable in all areas of our life. We're just struggling with the next stage of that. Interesting. And you are indeed, your chart is kind of fascinating because you know, Shane called in and I said, Capricorn's at 11 degrees of of, uh, Pluto's at 11 degrees of Capricorn, and it is. And your sun's at 11 Aries. It's a perfect square. It's like the, you, we see then the battle is ensued. Like there's a, there's a challenge here. Now, your Venus, your personal Venus, is being also challenged by Saturn in the same way. And so what we know is there is a challenge of lifestyle that's coming your way. Now, the thing that we do with challenges is we kind of can't, we don't predict so much what's going on, but what we do is we ask you, because Jupiter's in Leo, to take this in like as a personal lesson for yourself, like watching what it is that's happening to you, watching what's comfortable, what's not comfortable. Um, you're a Cancer moon. It's very important that you bring in nurturing because your Aries will say, 
we can do this. We can tough it out. This is a challenge. But the Cancer Moon is sitting next to your North Node. It's not as easy for you to flex that muscle. And what it's saying is, but what takes care of me? What is nurturing me and supporting me? Like idealistically losing weight and feeling good about your diet is great and it's great support. It feels good. But don't lose track of the personal part of it for you, which is what brings you security? What happens when you get insecure? What do you, where do you turn to? How do you support yourself? And keep an eye on those things because that's going to trigger a change in how you choose your diet. And that's going to trigger a change in how you choose the next phase because we don't want you to go any further without going in and grabbing that little girl and having a chat with her. Like, how you feeling? what's what's making me insecure you know check out the securities and the insecurities because cancer moons love food really and so you got to make sure that all of those needs are being met because you're on a mission and it's a really sweet one i mean what you do at home and what you do with yourself and 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 how you support yourself is is deep and profound and right now during this cycle with jupiter at the very bottom of your chart in scorpio it's also like it's important how you make these choices, that you keep your passion engaged, that you keep your heart in place. And I think what's going to happen as we like it, November comes in and right in the middle of November, Pluto is going to lighten up that moon uh, on your sun, I mean. And it's going to it's going to bring you some information that it's going to like, oh, I can breathe a little bit because it's never going to hit that point again for 220 years. So you've done a transformation. All we need you to do is check and see how it's fitting in your in your personal being. How are you are you still able to hug yourself? Are you still being kind to you? Because your son's in the ninth, you're going to teach this to the world. You're going to bring some information to the world. It's going to be really in that Aries sort of like excitable, clear way. You're going to you're either going to write about it or talk about it or travel about it, but these are very important cycles for you. All I'm asking you to do, keep an eye on them and make sure that you have one hand on that little girl inside of you and make sure she's not afraid because Aries will say tough it up and the Cancer Moon will say I, I but I want to be hugged. <laughs> so make sure that that's getting taken care of. Does that Okay, excellent. Does that make totally sense? Makes sense. And- the fact that you were, you know, kind of touched on the talk, right, Teach, that's totally where I'm at right now. I, I just feel this passion to share, you know, what I know. And I've always been comfortable in the leader, teacher, you know, and I, I do believe we teach what we need to learn. Um, yes. I'm just, you know, I've stepped out on my own. I'm, I'm starting a blog. I've been, yes. you know, writing about my journey. I have a side business that I'm working with that's kind of touches on health, I'm just keep hitting that brick wall. Um, yes, and share the brick like wall. Not, and I don't know if, that I'm not going anywhere or I'm just still waiting for that little girl to catch up. I think it's both. I think Saturn's going to help you unlock it because there is a choice here. I think Saturn's sort of fighting between what it, what's my public image of this? What do I think I'm trying to project and what's really happening? And so that battle is like just personal. You take a minute, you look inside and you share like, like give her a voice in the blog every once in a while. Like I hate every bit of this. <laughs> you know, what, what, what if she's going, I'm not sure I like any of this. I love my food. I love my sweets. I don't know where to turn when I'm feeling unsupported or whatever, but give her a voice while you're walking through it. And don't be afraid to tell the world, this is, this is a growth spurt. And I'm at this point where it feels like a brick wall, but I'm not sure it is. I'm going to stay with it and let you all know. Don't be afraid of, of bringing to the front the kind of confrontations you've had because that's part of the learning and that's part of the teaching which is so beautiful you don't you know it's like this is me and this is what i did and and this is how i confronted that demon when it arose whatever it might be the demon is but you are getting blocked there is a challenge it's not a block it's a challenge that's asking you to take a minute and go in and then see what you find and then bring it out and then have the patience because it's going to be until november is your big time mid-november all of this pops and then, so you're just sort of watching it till then, but you're going to feel this pop and you'll know what popped and you'll be able to talk about it. So when people hit, we'll call it your emotional plateau rather than like a food plateau. That help? Yeah. Totally helps. You're a doll. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck to you. And let us know if you're getting the blog rolling, let us know if, if we're ready to go look at it. Tell us and if you want to do that now, do I it know. now. I hope okay. you have a fantastic day. Okay. Thank you, sweetie. Take care, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Um, 
Can we talk to Teresa? Hi, Mark. Thank Teresa. you so much for taking my call. Oh, it's a pleasure, sweetheart. Thanks for hanging in there. I was I was praying you were going to pick me next. Oh, good. I'm an answer to a prayer. Yahoo! Hey, you're um, yes, a, you're, <laughs> you're a new moon in Virgo. Do you know you were born on the new moon? Yes, I do know that. I love it, and you're a Leo rising, and so Jupiter just crossed that ascendant. What brings you to call in? Let's focus. Well, I was hoping I, there's been so many changes the last two years or so with the yeah. death of both of my parents, changes with children, with, with my, a couple of my kids, and I, I do feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm hoping that you see, tell me it's going to be soon. November 20th. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's so like, oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> Let me tell you, here's everybody's going to get this. I said to the first person that called, he had Venus at 11 Capricorn. Okay, the second person that called had um, the sun at 11 Aries, and it was still about that 11 Capricorn. Your Saturn's at 11 Capricorn, and Pluto's on it. And Pluto is has been, that is one of the tough ones. Let me tell you. And it rules children it rules your creativity it sort of pops you open and makes you go down and strip naked to the to hades and say what the hell okay here i am everything i've ever decided and believed in is like challenged okay what do you want and all of a sudden it's like you realize you just faced the worst thing you ever wanted to face and you're putting it all back together and november is when mars isn't it funny that mars is going to hit that pluto and that saturn and it's going to all happen in November. And I think Mars is going to symbolize the pop, the popping out, like you're, you're coming through. You also have Uranus opposing your Mercury. So I would suspect you're not sleeping well or that your mind's racing like crazy um, during these cycles. Yeah, you know, it'll, it can drive you crazy, not in a literal sense, but it can like, oh, my God. I want you to remember this rule. I'm not going to solve this with my brain. My brain can work all at once, but this this thing does not solve with my brain. It solves with my heart. It solves with my belly. It solves in me trusting and letting go. Jupiter is in Leo. It's on your rising sign. Whenever you have Leo as a rising sign, we know what we get to call upon is the father, the inner voice that has not been very strong for you, but it's the loving voice right. that says, I'm not going away. I'm going to be here to the end with you, so let's hold on. Now, you've already held on on your own through the worst of this, and congratulations on that too, Teresa. That's not This was not easy transit, but I'll tell you what, man. As Jupiter hits that ascendant, then it hits Uranus, what we're going to see is this sort of like you getting back on the horse. You're going to feel this sense of like my, your stride again. And you're going to feel that sense of purpose. And it's like, it's so sweet because right now, all the answers lie in that little connection to spiritual, the spiritual part of you. I like to think of it as the subconscious mind, the little part of our brain inside that watches is our, about our closest connection to the divine we can have consciously. So if you take a minute while the sun's at Scorpio and Neptune's in Scorpio and it's at the lowest part of your chart, take those little breathing moments just to go, I have to let go. And release and trust here. That's all I have to do. And and breathe. And let the voice chatter and let it worry and let it fret. But you know that once Jupiter goes into Leo, it goes into Virgo after. And you know that means your second house of money. That means your moon. That means your sun. That means your north node. So we're on a roll. All that's being asked of you right now is to come out of the Hades journey. Because that's what the symbolic journey is. And, and sort of realize what you've done. And sort of like dust yourself off, feel that sense of inner pride, that burning off. You face the worst of the things that can be confronted to you. And it never will happen again. This is it. Saturn on Pluto is where we find our power. Like you win in to find your true power. And so congratulations. It is. There is light, girl. And not only light, it's like stays for one, two, three, four, five full years before it even goes to the next round. So five full years of Jupiter hitting each one of your the lower points of your chart. There's a planet in every one of those houses, including the Jupiter return. So I'm very excited for you. But mostly, I want to give you the biggest hug in the world and say congratulations. You did it. You really did it. And I hope you celebrate that point. That was remarkable. Does it help my love life too? 
Yes, because what really because Uranus rules your love life and Jupiter's gonna hit that this year. Awesome. I mean, seriously, awesome. everything's gonna open. You're gonna be like, oh my God. It's like birth where it hurts and <laughs> women always report this. I can't act like I know. But where it's so painful, but then you forget the pain, <laughs> you know, later in life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that. This you're doing the birth thing now, and then Jupiter hits that Uranus, and you can go back twelve years in your mind, um, twelve years, which was two thousand and two, and two thousand three, two thousand two, and see where you were, what was going on, love life wise. Oh well, that's when I was leaving my twenty one year marriage, <gasps> and it was freedom, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it a choice for I love, right? Yeah, right. And, but these last 12 years have been very hard, but I've done a lot of hard work with raising my family and yes. working on myself. You can tell. You can tell, honey. And you're so ready. I'm just with you on this. This has not been easy. I look at your chart and I go, oh, I remember. And it's just not fun. You feel alone. But then you get, you start coming out and you start feeling like, oh, it was worth it. And you will love that it's worth it because there'll be certain things you will never put up with again in your life. You know that place mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Thank Amen. you. I so, I'm so proud of you, honey. And it's tough, but you're doing it. And I can't wait to hear that you met somebody because I think somebody's going to come out of the blue. <laughs> Just make them live somewhere so. else. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. <laughs> you bet, honey. Thank you. Take care of yourself okay. now. Uh -huh. Keep us posted. Uh -huh. Bye, Thanks. Now. Bye. Okay, we have time for another one. Let's talk to Eva or Eva. Hi, Eva. Eva? Okay. <laughs> we can take Kim if, and we'll, we'll talk to her soon. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. First, I want to start off by saying, you know, I love your one-two uh, listen oh. family. They have been great. Um, thank you for, you know, coming to the radio. Um, I've been listening to you on Hey House uh, for a couple of years now. So thank you for connecting with me. Oh, Kim. Thanks, honey, so much. And thanks for that love. Big hug, Aquarian that you are with yes. the Scorpio moon, which I love. And you got that Virgo rising. And it's so sweet that you're – it's so funny because you missed that 11-degree point by one degree. So we, I don't um, even have to talk to you about it. It's great, but I will. Well, tell me what's going on. Let's see what's happening. Um, well, this has been a pretty rough year. Uh, three things, um, very significant things all happened at once at the beginning of the year. Um, one was a job layoff, and I am still unemployed looking for that next role. Um, mm -hmm. And I know which direction where I want to go. I'm just wondering when, when's going to be my break here. Guys, understood. Um, okay, so one, right now, Saturn hit your moon at, in Scorpio, and basically whenever that happens, we have to pull in, we contract, and we get rid of all the junk, all the peripheral junk. And it's just now pulled off. And what I'm seeing, that means that we're still connecting to, there's still a good connection with like-minded people. Pluto just got off your Mars. That's the other good news we have. But the beauty is that Jupiter's in your 12th house. And there is a call for you for some reason to kind of like take these leaps of faith. Because as it goes toward Virgo, what we're going to see is this opening occur for you, as always with Jupiter. We count on those openings. But but right now, we're seeing – now, I think in um, – boy, there's it's so close. I'm seeing like in November, you having some kind of connection. It might be a, a personal connection with a, a person from the past, someone that you haven't talked to in a while. But it's important somehow. Mm -hmm. And I see that coming in November. And then I'm seeing at the very first of the year, as Jupiter gets closer to that um, it just opposes your thing. So Jupiter's got to get closer to your ascendant. I'm looking to see when it opposes your Neptune. I have to tell you, the job of your dreams that you're holding on to is just around the corner. 
Now I'm thinking around the corner could okay. be it could be February, but Jupiter is going to touch Neptune in in the sky and it hits your house of employment, your workhouse, your dream house. And so what we're seeing is this this kind of coming together of your dreams, of the things you want, and you're giving up you're finally putting yourself first. You're finally putting your dreams first. You know, you came in to keep the peace. Everybody expected you to be the good kid and keep everything in order. You're finally putting yourself first. And as you continue to imagine that and do that, we're going to see here, you're going to lose some people that are no longer useful to you. Maybe that's the job. But I think what we're going to see is this new choice you're going to make that's in a place that you maybe had never done before. All of this starts kicking in November, like like most of our callers, but yours really solidly, we start seeing around February. And we're going to see this sort okay. of like evolution into a job that you've loved. Does that help you? Okay. Does that, yeah, definitely. Does that also go with the idea of like love and romance too? Yeah, because the, you, you've got to clear out some somebody from your past you're clearing out and it's clearing in at somebody new. So yeah, the romance thing is on its way, but th there's a little clearing that has to take place first. I'm still thinking next year, early, okay. For, for, okay. for romance to really right. flourish. You seem okay with it, are you? Yeah, 2015 is, is going to be my year. I'm, I keep telling myself that. It is going to be your year, girl. And we're going to be here if you need help in any way, but I'm rooting for you. It's awesome, Kim. And I love All your right. attitude, sweetie. Thank you so much for calling. All right. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Bye, baby. That's so sweet. Bye. Well, you guys, thank you so much. I have a, another caller um, who's really not really a caller, but she's our next uh, host on One Two Radio. Uh, she's she's host the Psychic Cat Show. She's my friend and my colleague. I've almost I can't even believe how long I've known her. If y'all would, let's bring on Psychic Cat and have a chat with her. Hello, Mark. Hi, everyone. Hey, Cat. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because <laughs> I just looked at a few things uh, astrologically, and I was listening to you in the background. And do you know hmm. your rulerships? Do you know your planets? Like, like if I said, "Where's your, where's your Mercury?" Would you know? Yes, I do. My Mercury is actually in Cancer. Your, your sun sign. <gasps> along oh my with gosh! Well, why don't you understand me more? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh wait, I, you do. I think I do. <laughs> I have anyway. you see when Mercury and Cancer. I didn't know your Mercury was in Cancer. Actually, when Mercury and Cancer meets Mercury and Cancer, like when two people have the same Mercury communication, if they eavesdropped on the conversation, people would think, "What the hell are they talking about?" Because it just you can you follow the trail of thought, but it's never direct line. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, completely. <laughs> I, and I agree. Uh, yeah. It's so that's Mercury and Cancer, which is really kind of uh, just just funny. I never knew that about your Mercury. Now, where's your Venus? My Venus is actually in Taurus. Now, do you know all this by heart, or did you have to look it up? I know, I know it by heart. Believe it or not, I used to I studied <laughs> astrology early on for many years, and then I actually, um, you know, this more of the. Um, direct aspects and, and things like that in detail. And over time, when I began to get more into my psychic development work and, and the tarot and things like that, I started to just intuit the planet. So I actually do not study in detail today, but I do seem to intuit. I could feel energetically what's out there. And uh, that's how I go into you know the psychic realm. So if I ask for a birthday or something like that, uh, or, or, you know, when I do ask for a birthday, I actually intuit it. I, I don't, you know, I don't really look at the ephemeris you don't have anymore. A chart come up, right. Yeah, but I do know my chart by heart. <laughs> ah, okay, so good. We'll keep quizzing you. So Venus and Taurus means that you love nice things. You Do you relate to any of this? Do you love massages, yeah. like the physical touch thing going on? Absolutely. I'm, and I'm, do you get those in your life? Do you make sure you get time for your body? You're so psychic. I actually had a massage earlier, earlier, earlier today. <laughs> yeah, getting so that Venus me, and right? Taurus happening. <laughs> no, I actually do that because for many, many years, I, I, I confess that I, I, it was many, many years that I had neglected myself um, and, you know, really gave so much of myself that I, I really forgot, you know, me and who I was. And I, it's almost, it's almost like an, an out of body situation, you know, 
mm-hmm. so over time, really over in the last year specifically or or two, I've really learned to take care of myself. So that's one of the things that I like to do. It, it helps me get more grounded and go a little deeper into the work. And I actually can't believe you even said that. But yes, it's very true. Nice. <laughs> Every okay, other so week. We, we even bypassed the fact that you are a Gemini sun sign. You have the moon in Aries. So we have now Mercury in Cancer. Venus and Taurus. So now we have like a sign. We have uh, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer in a row. Okay, that's kind of great. I love that. So you've got <laughs> right a little taste of all of them. The chart. Yes, that's, I do. That's and then, right. And I think it's important right now because my third house is ruled by Scorpio, and I have Neptune sitting there. And this is a very um, exciting time of the year for me because I I usually can I admit at times that I do go into more mediumship work and this seems to be the time of year That's that right. it, it occurs. And and- think. Well, don't lose that thought because we are out of time and Kat's show is coming up next. So Kat, I hope you'll continue it because I want to hear the rest of that. You guys, this is Mark Husson. This has been your power. This is, I want to say the power peak hour. See, seven <laughs> years. This is the Mark Husson show. I'm going to be here next week and I love talking to you guys. We're having a sale at noon Pacific time today. One, two, listen. Psychic Cat is up next. Next cat, thank you for coming on my show. We'll see you in a little bit. I'll be listening in. You guys stay tuned. We'll see you in a minute. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.